Welcome to the Boy Open Up Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Hildreth. With me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Christine Stacy. All right, so we are going to talk a little bit about something that I would imagine every person has experienced, either big or small, at some point in their life. If you haven't, I think you will at some point in time. <laughs> uh, so just the idea of keeping a growth mindset when we have been wronged or hurt or there's kind of injustice that we are face to face with yeah growing through justifiable anger yeah and it can happen in small ways uh you know there's a miscommunication maybe and you were painted out as doing something or saying something that was not correct whatsoever or it could be something much larger as your image or your leadership in a company. Yeah, there's lots of variables. Right. This happens to everyone. Yeah. This stuff starts happening when we're kids, right? Yeah. Like if you grew up with siblings, you were justifiably angry for most of your childhood. <laughs> I think everybody can relate for sure to the topic. The difference is though when we're kids, right? Like our world is so small, that those single incidents become massive. As adults, it's different. Our world tends to be a lot bigger, but those incidents become harder to move past. Right, and when we're kids, we just go tattletale. Right. <laughs> to a degree, there's healthy behavior in going to a superior right. or somebody that you see as an authority figure and then saying, this is what's going on. The way we go about it as kids the motives are different, right? Like when I was a little kid and my sister did something that irritated me or harmed me, I didn't run and tell my parents because I wanted them to teach her a life lesson. I ran and told my parents because I wanted my thing back or because I wanted to see her get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> my motives were improper. Right. And it's learning to check what our motives are as we get older and we get into these situations in life as adults where we become wronged or harmed. It happens. Yeah. It's so easy because now you can go outside of just say work or professional life or even at home in your relationship. Institutions, right? Politicians, programs, all of the things that exist in America. It's so easy to be on either side of the aisle and be harmed yeah. by something, someone, some institution. And it's so easy to stay in that negative mindset of always being harmed. And we talked about this recently about being a victim right. of the system, of circumstance, of other people. In situations like this where we're not talking about being victims of a crime, mm -hmm. being a victim is a state of mind. And what did, what did we say? Victims don't recover. Right. <laughs> victims don't recover. So I think that the thing we're going to try and tackle and we're going to see here if Doug has a great example, which I'm pretty sure he does, those times where we can't go tattletale like we did when we were kids, or it's something out of our control and we kind of have to almost sit in the injustice of it all or sit in the justifiable anger. Like we know, and maybe our inner circle knows, or maybe just our partner or whoever knows that we have been wronged, but really like at this point in time, we just, we can't just hold up a sign and make it right. So how do we stand up with integrity Yeah. and walk through it? Yeah, which is really difficult. When, really when you talk about 
high stakes stuff. Hmm. I think that for me, a really easy, not easy, but a poignant example is what it was like when I decided to get honest about my childhood, but also about the way I was behaving with people in my life and the affairs that I was having. The fallout from that was fairly catastrophic. Personally, professionally, obviously in in every possible way. So let's paint the picture. You are a local business owner in a fairly successful business. And just kind of give us an idea of like day-to-day, not exactly, you know, what the business is, but your day-to-day, you're interacting with how many people? Hundreds. Every single day. Okay. Right, face-to-face, because I was the owner and operator of the business. So I was face-to-face interacting with people and not casually. Right. Yeah, to, to a degree, to an intimate level. Right. So fair to say that your business was equivalent to to you and your image. Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. some businesses, you have no idea. Absolutely. There are a lot of businesses where you don't know the owner, you don't associate the owner with the company. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. My company was me. Yeah. Okay. In every every shape or form, every aspect of it, unfortunately, it was me. Maybe not in the most PC term, but essentially you got exposed. Yeah. Did you well, say that? I exposed myself. Decided it was time to open myself up to the consequences of my actions. To be perfectly straightforward. That was the best way to describe it. It was just time to move forward. Yeah. Would you say there was an alternate way at that point to move forward in quotation marks? Yes, there was certainly, I could have decided to just work on it quietly in therapy and not spoke to anybody about it. There were ways to go about it. They would have taken a really long time They would have required fairly masterful execution to keep it all just, you know, surface level with everybody and then slowly begin to process through it. The way that my company was designed and the way that I interacted with people every day, to me, left very little choice of what the best course forward was Hmm. because I was just around so many people that I was involved in unhealthy relations with I didn't see a way to slowly change that without just changing it right the problem with that was when things change and when we're talking about something as big as an affair or multiple affairs people panic because people get really scared that what's going to happen is that their name and their image is going to get drug into the mud and rightfully so because it's not my place to tell somebody else's story. That was something I was very, very much aware of and wanted to be very, very cautious of. So I told my story. Hmm. The problem with that was, was that other people got very scared and started telling their own version of a story to fit their own narratives. Right. And being caught in the crosshairs of that is a really, really tricky situation as a local business owner and as a father 
and as somebody who was trying to navigate out of a very unhealthy marriage at that time. Mm-hmm. To be fair, <laughs> this is th- these are taboo topics. And you're, again, as a local business owner, showing up... To my business. Talking about very taboo topics. Yes. Day in and day out. Well, that was the only way through it. See, for me, it was once the cat was out of the bag, so to speak, and once I had opened up and just started to be honest about what was going on, what happens, and we all know, in small towns, small groups, small communities, small businesses word travels really quick and just like a game of telephone what gets from one end to the other can be very different than what's actually going on right and there are always like we talk about multiple sides to a story there's my version there's your version and there's the truth in the middle because you and i have different lenses and different perspectives Mm -hmm. so what i had to make sure that i was willing to do was show up every single day and tell the truth about my side of the street and leave everybody else out of it so all of a sudden you and your business and the face of the business are facing some pretty serious gossip, slurs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, slander, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And like you're saying, you can only own your story. Yeah. Uh, and so there's some of those things, as we all know, like gossip rarely has full truth in it. And so... There's some truth being said, and you have to own that, but there's other mm-hmm. things that are just... Inaccurate. Inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And everyone's on guard. Everyone's a little bit... Yeah, unsure of who to believe. Yep. Or it's... which direction to lean. How would you say your reactions... And maybe there's some that weren't maybe defined as a growth mindset kind of action, but how would you say the way you handled it displayed keeping a growth mindset and... Yeah. Having integrity. Well, the in, the integrity and growth mindset aspect of it was that I was willing to sit down and have the conversation over and over again with whoever wanted to have the conversation. Because I believed that all of my clients had earned the right to tell me what they thought hmm. and to hear what I had to say if they wanted to hear it. Because what I wasn't going to do was lie about it And what I wasn't going to do was point the finger at other people and say, well, it was their fault or this happened because of them or anybody did anything that somehow gave me a way out of being responsible for the choices that I made. And I wanted to be really clear about that with everybody, that I wasn't making excuses and I damn sure wasn't going to lie. I had made every single choice that I had made. Nobody put a gun to my head and made me do it. I did those things. And owning them and then being willing to sit down. And I know that this sounds extreme, but I really did have to have multiple, and I mean dozens and dozens of conversations where I sat down with clients one-on-one, people, friends, family, and just said, this is where I'm at. This is what is going on, what has been going on. And this is what I'm doing to fix it. And this is what my vision is of what better looks like for me in my life, for me and my kids' lives, for where we're going with our business, for what we're going to do to turn this thing around. Because basically I've likened it to being drunk at the wheel for a long time. And I was in my own life. The only way to fix that is to take accountability for it and then address the behavior. 
And that is having a growth mindset. It's understanding that I'm going to make many more mistakes in my life. Hopefully, none are as catastrophic as this. And I mean that. The key to it, though, is, is that knowing that those huge mistakes have led me to where we sit right now today and being able to have the conversation that we're having right now. Right. Because there are going to be people that listen to this that have secrets. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people that listen to this and say, there is no way my secrets are coming out. Yeah. And I want you to know that it will be the hardest thing you'll ever walk through and it will simultaneously be the most valuable thing you ever do for your own self, for your own life, and for your own worth, is to own who you are and what you've done. Yeah. And that's having a growth mindset. So it sounds like the way you kind of walked through this period of time was through a lot of conversation. A lot. And also you said something early on that made me assume that most of these conversations where you were just kind of standing back and if people wanted to have a conversation, you engaged with them as opposed to like, did you pursue uh, having conversations, pursue explaining yourself to people or? No. I mean, I was, I feel like I was proactive in regards to saying, Hey, I'm here and I'm available if you want to talk, but there are a lot of people that don't want to talk about these kinds of things. Oh yeah. So I left the door open, but I also made sure I was very much available to anybody in any way. And I did not shy away from the topic. I imagine that just leaving yourself open and if you'd like to have a conversation, you can, that there, there are a lot of people. I don't, I don't know if I would be someone who would just feel comfortable like, hi, I'd like to know your story on why you did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Uh, so those people that chose to not have a conversation and maybe the people that chose to just turn their back altogether. Sure. And so that's kind of that little bit of that justifiable anger. You didn't get to hear. They didn't get to hear my side of the story. Yeah. Like how does that sit with you? Perfectly fine. Yeah. The reality of it is, is, is in the moment it's easy to say, Oh, I can't believe that they wouldn't even hear me out. And that's that victim mindset of like, wow, I can't believe they're walking away from me. And they're really, to a degree, yes, they're walking away from you in the situation because they don't agree with what's happening or what's going on. Even if they don't know the whole truth, I can't force anybody to want to know my side of the story or want to hear me out or want to be supportive of where I'm at in my life. And to be frank, it doesn't matter if they don't want to hear me out and they don't want to be part of my support, and they don't want to know what I'm doing to get better. Because those are people that are only halfway in anyways. And if you're in a growth mindset, and you're in a place where you're trying to change lifestyle patterns, and the way you've lived your life, so life cycles, you don't need people that are half in. Hmm. I need people that are all in to help me get through this. It's shockingly simple. The people that weren't all in removed themselves from the equation. Right. And the people that were all in stayed and were part of the solution and part of the rebuilding. Because I was willing to stand in the light and own the truth. Yeah. Now, if I'm standing half in the shadow and half in the light, this is not the same conversation. Right. 
because people are going to walk away left and right because people know when somebody's full of shit. Yeah. We do. We know when somebody's genuine. We know when somebody's authentic. We can sense it. And you know when somebody's owning truths. And I promise you, nobody's walking around talking about these things to try and get sympathy. Nobody's having these conversations to try and prove they're authentic. You're only doing it if it's just where you're at and it's actually what's going on. And you're only doing it if you're willing to move through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest thing was that the way people responded had nothing to do with me and everything to do with where they were at. And that is perfectly okay. Right. They get to respond the way they choose to respond. And it has absolutely nothing to do with me. And I get absolutely no say and no opinion in how they choose to respond to me. My job is to take care of me, to take care of my side of the street, and to keep representing and owning my truth. I think the important part there, and that I relate to the most, is that part about and keep owning your truth. Uh, That sometimes this kind of situation where we are justified, we want to say, hey guys, I am doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I am changing my life. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I, yep, I'm not crazy. I only want the best for everybody around me. I had skeletons in my closet, but here they all are. Like, you just want to, like, on a megaphone, basically. Yeah, you want to shout it from the mountaintops. Yes. Uh, and I remember walking with you through some of this and feeling that way of, like, almost like feeling like I want to rush the process of like come on like (laughs) get on board guys like can't you see however i remember you specifically saying like you just have to keep this the same idea you just have to keep standing in the light yes you have to keep owning your truth and that there's a long game in this process too and there are people that are going to just turn around immediately yes and then there's people that in the long game are going to turn around again. Yeah, because actions speak louder than words. 100%. If your behavior is congruent and if my actions match my words and they continue to do so for a long period of time, I'm not lying. I am being who I am and I'm speaking the truth. And eventually, the truth shines through. Yeah. And people can see that. And that's been a really, really cool cornerstone and, and almost progress, like mile marker of what this journey has been like for you and for I, because so many people turned around and came right back and said, it's really awesome to see what you're doing and see where you guys are at and see how you're rebuilding your life. And it's also awesome to see that you're being able to talk about this stuff. So many people needed a break. Hmm. And I think that's really key too, is to understand that sometimes situations that are really, really big and heavy can be really big and heavy for other people. Yeah. And sometimes they need time to sit back and get their own perspective of what's going on so they can make their own decisions. It doesn't mean that they don't love us. It doesn't mean that they don't support us. It just means that right now, the only way they can love us and support us is to set a boundary and stay back until they're sure of how they feel and how they feel comfortable proceeding forward with support. Right. And it's understanding those things and being willing to not set a time frame on when they should be okay with it 
and being willing to not set a time frame on when everybody else should be okay with who I am. Because not everybody's ever going to be okay with who I am. I'm not ever going to win a popularity contest. That is not a thing for me. And I'm never ever going to be the guy that isn't polarizing based on my actions and based on my life story. Mm -hmm. It is an unfortunate byproduct of the way I've lived my life. I'm never going to just be the guy that everybody's like, he's just a great human being because I have so many mistakes and so many skeletons in my closet. The difference is they're not hidden anymore. Right. And I'm willing to sit down with you and everybody that's listening and have a conversation about the choices I made and the impact that those choices had and what I'm doing to make sure that I am impacting the world in a different way today. Hmm. And that's like that long game that we talked about. It's infinite. There's no winning or losing in this game. It's just getting better. And every day I show up to get better at being a human being. I show up to be better at being your partner. I show up to be better at being a father. I show up to be better at being an owner. I show up to be better at being a leader. And I show up to be better at being somebody that sets and guides or influences the way we look at and talk about things in our society and in our culture. Yeah. And that's the growth mindset is that even though there's lots of things that are setbacks and even though there's lots of things that happen that are justifiably wrong, it is not about any of those things. It is always about what the long game is. Yeah. And that is growth and improvement. Yeah. It's about who you are, how you're investing in who you are, and how you're going to influence the people around you. I think about a lot with our kids. Yeah. My kiddos. And they'll explain a situation on the playground or something where the other kid was in the wrong, maybe, in that situation. And uh, I remember one specifically with my son and, and another kid pushed him. And uh, I would say that was that's never okay unless they're playing the pushing game or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. But anyways, uh, on the playground from behind him. And so he didn't see it coming. And that was not okay through kind of talking about it, just talking to him. We talked about getting past that situation and just him continuing to be a friend and show up and be the person that he would like his friend to be to him. And that's a, that's a hard concept for a kiddo. That's a hard concept for an adult. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big thing to say. I'm not okay with the way you're behaving and I'm not going to treat you that way ever. Yeah. I'm going to just be the way I would like to be treated. Yeah. So. Yeah. These are just daily lessons that we're going to learn. And we obviously have some big, big life experiences that, that play into this and it makes it easier to a degree to dig into it and open it up. Mm -hmm. If you're really trying to examine this justifiable anger, Just take some time today and think about it. Remember the last time you were angry and you were rightfully angry. Yeah. And then ask yourself, what did you do about it? How did you move past it? Why did you end up there? What was your part in being justifiably angry? And that's a hard one because it's like, well, how can I have a part when somebody did something wrong to me? Right. Those are just rhetorical questions. Yeah, and I think you're spot on on it's not about convincing yourself to just 
push it down and bury it and let it go. No, it's not. It's about analyzing it. Right. Yeah. And figuring out your response that might not be a direct response to the individual or institution or anything like that. Your response being, how can I grow and be better? Yeah. And how can I take care of me in this? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember that the thoughts and opinions we express here are solely our own. We appreciate you opening up with us and we'll talk soon. Hey!